fuck's happening? Oh, oh man. Shit. Man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Oh, man, I seen some crazy-ass shit in my time, but this is... This, this, Welcome everybody, this is Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. I'm Roger, your host, broadcasting from Unseated Masculine Land here at UBC from 101.9 FM CITR Radio. I can't wait to dive deep into the mind of our guest, uh, extremely animated guest, but first, the soundtrack that he chose for us. This is The Lion's King. Enjoy, everybody. to do than can ever be done. There's far too much to take in. What to find than can ever be found. But the sun rolling high in the sapphire sky keeps great and small on the endless round. It's the sun Ciao a tutti and welcome, 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 the show for filmmakers and the show of the filmmakers. No time to waste. I'm here, joined, and I have the company of the amazing and extremely animated actor, producer, and co-founder of My Tribe Productions, Rowan Jang. How are you doing, Rowan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Right on. A pleasure, a pleasure. Okay, right, straight away, straight all away, right. I want to ask you, how did it all start? Well, it started for me in acting, in the world of acting. Um, I was... Uh, an only child, uh, parents were separated, I was a quiet, introverted kid, and in elementary school I started doing plays, and uh, there was one play I did actually, where I played Loki. Now we all know Loki from uh, the Marvel <laughs> movies, but I didn't play the Marvel comic books version, I didn't do a Tom Hiddleston, I did the character based on 
sort of the classic uh, Norse mythology. And he was the lead character of the show, and he was a trickster. And he was a comedian, and he was an entertainer. And I found that through playing this other kind of funny, extroverted character, I became uh, a lot more confident in myself and in my own skin. And I remember there was this one scene where I came on, Loki disguises himself as a fly on the wall. And my mother, actually, my mother Beth, designed this beautiful, uh, hilarious fly costume with the little, the mm-hmm, little antenna mm-hmm. and the wings. And so I put that on. And as soon as I stepped out onto that stage, the whole audience was laughing their heads off. They, they loved it. It was such a hilarious thing. And I was just a little short kid. Wow, wow. That's the healing energy of acting. Eh? So and acting helped you to, to find your identity. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely. But uh, also there is an extremely interesting aspect of, aspect of yours, which is basically producing. Producing, yeah. I got into that uh, later. And I got into producing. producing. Uh, that journey started when uh, my old friend Henry, Henry Corbett, my business partner in My Tribe Productions, he got in touch with me about doing uh, a short film that he had written called Dark Day and Night, which became our company's first project. And I was the casting director for that film. Mm-hmm. And I also got involved behind the scenes. And uh, I found myself loving that even just just as much as I loved the acting. So I got involved in producing too, and we shot that on an incredibly low budget, but it turned out looking great. So we decided from there to combine our talents, uh, me as an actor-producer, him as a writer-director, to make My Tribe Productions, which is our baby. Right on, right on. So slow down, actually. Yeah. Foot on the clutch, foot on the clutch. Mm. So you've had a past in acting yes. that uh, helped you sculpt and carve your way through it. And now you discover producing. Mm-hmm. And now you just come and tell me that you're actually working, you have an ongoing project yes. um, in 2D animation. How well-rounded is that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, so our show that we're developing is called Gator Greg. And Gator Greg, it's a classic uh, world of talking animals for kids. We're doing the yeah the classic hand-drawn 2D animation style, and Gator Greg centers around an alligator investigator named Greg. <laughs> so we we initially developed the the show with the idea that it would be talking animals, and there's this joke that goes, "What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator." Right on. And from right there, on. Gator Greg was <laughs> <Okay>. born. <laughs> nice. Uh, did you guys get inspiration from any specific uh, layers of today's society to give birth to that project? Well, yeah. I mean, we wanted to tell a story that was for a younger audience, but that kind of mirrors today's society. So Gator Greg is a lizard, and he lives in a world where mammals are kind of considered the more dominant kind of desirable uh, race, and they, they live above ground in a city called Mammalopolis. And sort of Greg the lizards and the the bugs and the other, you know, le- traditionally less attractive creatures live in the sewers, which is this kind mm-hmm. of underworld, which is where uh, most of season one of the show takes place. Although we do go above ground eventually. So you guys are working on season one right now? Season one, yes. How is the process going so far? It's going good. We actually plan on uh, pitching this show to networks. So what we've been developing, we've been developing the story of season one, but we've also been, we're pretty much done the sizzle, which is our two-minute trailer for the show. And we're setting up all the characters. We've got some characters we're very excited about. Our lead villain is the Kidnap Cat. <laughs> the Kidnap Cat. And he's, uh, he's been stealing children, the children of mammals and non-mammals. And he's sort of raising this kind of underground army in the sewer to take on the, the mm. surface dwellers, the mammals above. And he's, uh, he's an interesting villain. We wanted to show uh, a villain with, with layers who's not pure evil he actually you learn later in the show this is kind of a spoiler here but mm-hmm. uh you learn later that he used to be greg's detective partner okay on the okay so we're playing kind of, uh, we're yeah. playing over there not yeah. bad at all and li- listen gator greg you're basically creating this new world and mm-hmm. it's going to be a 2d animation yes what's the technique behind this 2d animation that that is there something in the past you guys got inspired from to actually use this technique well yes actually our inspiration was a lot of the superhero shows you saw mm. in the 1990s mm-hmm. like i uh, probably in terms of the tone and the visuals our main uh inspiration was the the 90s Batman cartoon. You remember mm. that one where Mark Hamill played the Joker and it was set in this kind of in Gotham, 
which was done, the style they did was a dark deco, it's called, which is the the drawings were done on black paper mm-hmm. instead of white to give it a kind of the world a kind of very dark kind of feel to it, gritty. I, I think um, although it's for kids, it's for older kids. Like it, kids 12 and up would be able to enjoy this this show for sure. And it, there's a, definitely a film noir vibe to it as well that uh, we wanted to, to bring instead of the more bright, colorful 3D stuff that's going on today. Combining a little bit of different genres, creating a little bit of a new mix, yeah, new melting pot. a little bit of pot. a new mix, for sure. Right on. So what uh, what is the thematic that is being tackled through this project? What is the type of uh, corner you guys are aiming at for today's society? Well, Gator Greg is... Um, at its heart, a show about family. And mm-hmm. um, that's been such an important theme in my life. It's been such an important theme in my business partner Henry's life. Um, we went to elementary school together, mm-hmm. and we basically grew up together. He's like my brother. And we always we had very different families growing up. Um, I was an only child, separated parents, but they got along. I spent a lot of time with both of them. Family was a very important thing to me. For him, he was uh, the youngest of uh, four. He had the youngest of five siblings, and uh, his house was always there. Was always adventure and uh, mm-hmm. action, a lot of parties and colorful characters there. So, family, our two families were very different, but family was no less important. And we want to show that through Gator Greg and one of the thing, one of Greg's primary motivations. He's looking for these lost children because he also lost his own son. Okay. At a very at a very young age. And okay. Yeah, you you meet him later on in the show. Right on. Super. Yeah. Already, it's it's pretty catchy already. Yeah. Gator Greg uh, seems a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, now you chose the theme uh, of this of the Lions King probably also because uh, reconnects to Gator Greg and and the concept of family. So, yes. where does family reconnect to filmmaking's community right now, especially here in Vancouver? Well, I think it's very important. Um, that, I mean, that's really also family is also why we wanted to start my tribe. Um, you know, uh, me at least having the experience of being a young actor in Vancouver, it can seem very overwhelming. There's at least, I think, 11,000 actors in Vancouver, and it can feel very competitive. You can feel like you're, you're looking for work, but there's not enough work, and you're in competition with all these people. And for a while, that line of thinking sort of got me down. But I think ultimately um, we're a community. The Vancouver film industry is a community and what we want to do with my tribe is bring more of uh, more of that community, less of a comp- uh, competitive atmosphere and more uh, collaborative. And there was a big aha moment I had mm-hmm. in my own career because so many young actors, so many young filmmakers in general can approach this industry, see how overwhelming and competitive it is, and think, okay, what can I get? What can I get out of this? What, what, any job, any work, uh, just anything, what can I get? And a small shift in my thinking that I made that completely changed the course of my career and my life was changing what can I get to what can I give? Mm-hmm. How can I give back to this community called film that that I love and uh, as soon as I made that shift I I noticed two things one uh, well first start my career started going Mm -hmm. a lot better sure Um, but also I started being a lot happier and I decided wonderful I decided that I was going to be the first to show up to help my friends with self-tape auditions Um, one of the things we're doing through my tribe is we're hosting table read workshops Mm -hmm. so we'll take a new script from a new writer each month and I'll cast it from the many actors I know and we'll just read it and we'll give uh, writers the opportunity to hear their scripts read aloud by actors for the first time and actors an opportunity to network and work on their craft so we're just trying to build a bigger film community in Vancouver that truly embodies the concept of giving huh? Mm. there is no no way actually arts is being created I mean if you create arts to receive mm, take mm. a step back moonwalk back a little bit don't make movies to receive make movies to give people that's that's to me that's the core yeah, you know? that's, absolutely that's, that's the spark that keeps you alive exactly you know? absolutely and also I've noticed that with with pretty much anything in life that's as a general rule give and you shall receive um that goes for friendship love money just mm-hmm. just give it away and it'll come back to you 
like more times over than you could have ever imagined. And giving is receiving at the same time, mm-hmm. I believe, as you gave, you're receiving right away because the act of giving is something that is so complete and pure Absolutely. and spontaneous, I believe. You know, it needs yeah. to be spontaneous. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing? You know, exactly, right? yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? We're going to take a little break, actually. Okay. We're going to dive uh, into the soundtrack of The Lion King that you chose for us. Yep. This is uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Man, what an incredible movie. Uh, talking about the concept of family. By the way, ciao a tutti friends and friends from Italy. Uh, we got to recognize the importance of family in our lives. Yes. Um, I wish everybody um, a really beautiful day and a really good hour spending uh, time with us here on, ra- on the radio at Room Tone. I'll catch up with you right after the song. Enjoy. This is Sun Simmer. I just can't wait to be king. King of beasts with quite so little hair. I'm gonna be the main event like a king was before. I'm pushing up on the king down. I'm working on my part. Ah, thus far, a rather an inspiring king. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. We're a long way to go yet, Master, if you think. No one's saying do this. No one's saying be this. No one's saying be there. Welcome back, everybody. Room Tone here. Rowan Jang joining us at the show. Now, talking about 2D animation. This is his, uh, his ongoing uh, uh, show with Gator Greg investigator Alligator. How did you guys uh, start to envision these characters? Well, um, really, the joke was with the, al- the alligator and the vest was the start for Gator Greg. And then we started... Uh, thinking of other animals that we could use with some nice alliteration, like uh, every animal, every character in the show, uh, all the leads have a uh, alliterative uh, aspect of their mm-hmm. name, like Beatnik Bat, the, the bat <laughs> slam poet who runs a nightclub. That, oh. that's, we just started thinking of that. Okay, a voodoo priestess cow named Holy Cow. There you go. Right on, got right it. on. You got it. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. and uh, one of the characters uh, that I'm most excited about is Familia Fox. And Familia Fox is the the female lead on the show. She's also uh, Gator Greg's detective partner. They're on the police force, so she's his partner. She's uh, she helps him track down the the missing kids. Um, now, when designing the, this character, it was very important to us that she not be a sidekick and not be a love interest. It's very important mm. that she end up being neither of those those things. Um, Familia Fox is kind of the the brains, the logical, smart one. She really grounds the show, and she grounds mm. Greg himself, who's a very kind of grumpy, impulsive alligator. But she's more of a, she's more of the skeptic. Uh, dynamics we looked at were uh, Mulder and Scully on um, mm-hmm. X Files, also Kirk and Spock in the original mm-hmm. right Star Trek series. She she really needs to be that um, that very grounding. The rational side, the, the rational, rational side, side of the duality, sure. of course, of for course. Sure. So these two characters together, yeah. um, 
Where are they going? Uh, who's on the other side of the table that is contrasting ah, the whole thing? The kidnapped cat is on the other <laughs> side of the table. The kidnapped cat right is, our, is our villain. And uh, the kidnapped cat is a cat, so he's a mammal, but cats are seen as sort of less desirable animals. They're scary, they're spooky, they have big claws, and in this world that we live in, they don't really contribute as much to society. So Kidnap Cat was, he was an idealist, and he used to work with Gator Greg on the police force, but then he left the police force, and uh, he's kind of planning a, a revolution to overthrow the, the surface-dwelling mammals because he sees that as the only way to, to fix the problems that their society faces. Mm -hmm. So he's been, he's been stealing children, and okay. he's been raising them to, to be part of his army, which he sees as a good thing. He sees that as providing these, these kids with a, a new opportunity at okay. life, and they'll help build the, the new world, which will be, in his mind, a better world. We didn't want him to be a two-dimensional bad guy. We wanted him to be sympathetic, and he's really the character. Um, we, don't, we see him being the lead villain on the show for quite a while, and going through phases. He'll probably... Uh, turn over and start to work with Greg at some point and you know he'll have okay, those okay yeah, right these, on interesting interesting you know like uh, when Professor X and Magneto work together every now yeah, and then yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well every bad guy has good intents you know it's yeah. just the perspective that gives it a good or bad you know morality yeah. is a whole different world but uh, yeah for sure yeah and uh, is there a specific moment in which we start to um, actually feel for the for, for Kidnap Cat well yes well Kidnap Cat um He's known a lot of loss in his life. And there's a place in the sewers called mm -hmm. The Cave. Mm -hmm. It's owned by Beatnik Vat. It's his nightclub. And um, there's a grand piano mm. in the cave. And Kidnap Cat, he goes in to the cave every now and then. And as soon as he enters, silence sweeps the cave. All the other animals in the cave, they stop talking. They know who he is. And they know what he's been doing, but no one has the courage to stop him. And he goes up to the piano, and he plays the Cat's Jam, which is a, a soundtrack that Henry wrote. Henry also wrote the, the theme music for the show. And we actually we put together a little uh, demo of this. Uh, we combined the, the theme song with the Kidnap Cat's Jam. And uh, I'd love to play that for you if you have a... You want to give it a shot right now? Yeah, let's give, let's it, a give it a shot. Go for it.
That was Investigator Alligator playing for you from the show Gator Greg, a 2D animation uh, produced by Rowan Jang, staying and uh, joining us here at Room Tone. Uh, Ron, why don't you tell us a little bit about this character? It seems so interesting to me that uh, uh, there is a, a, uh, an alligator playing the piano right in the, in, inside the sewers of a cave in this world. Yeah. Uh, let it all out, man. I'm full of curiosity right now. Yeah, so we wanted to... Uh, we basically wanted to make a show that both kids and adults could enjoy. Um, so we... What's good? What do kids enjoy? Talking animals, you know. There's certainly, a, <laughs> there's certainly a, there's certainly a, an element of that these days. A lot of movies, um, Zootopia being one of them, that mm-hmm. has a world of talking animals. But um, also, we wanted to explore some themes that mirror society today. So, Gator Greg deals with a lot of, uh, you know, oppression, segregation. There's certainly a, a racist element that the show comments on and uh, we also wanted there to be some action some adventure and uh, also just a good film noir classic detective story Mm -hmm. Um, and we really put a lot of love into to all the characters so one character who we we developed throughout season one is uh, Jade and Jade is Mm -hmm. an alligator child who Mm -hmm. works for the kidnapped cat and he has his own story, his own kind of subplot that runs throughout season one. And he puts him uh, in, in conflict with Greg at certain points. You later learn that Jade is, in fact, Greg's lost son. Oh! Who has been brought up by the kidnapped cat. Oh, we're going to have to slow yeah. down. So many spoilers in here, yeah. man. Right on, right on. Yeah, Look at yeah, these, yeah. hey? Yeah, you're getting all the, all the juicy little details. Nice. Um, so so from all these uh, all these interesting uh, plot twists and situations, mm. I feel this series actually wants to go a little bit further. How long do you plan to to push this series for? Is it uh, do you, How many uh, seasons do you plan to get into? Probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. That's that's our goal. Six or seven seasons, and we've got season one planned out. Concepts for season two. Also, I mean, whoever we end up working with, um, concepts may change. When you sell uh, a network TV show, there's always mm-hmm. compromise. So, this, these are the ideas I'm talking about today. Are just like our dream. Sure. elements of the show that we want to, to keep in as much as possible. But hey, dreams without action are just illusions. Absolutely. So it's it's uh, it's admirable that you guys go for it. And yeah. uh, actually, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Uh, myself personally? Yeah. Uh, doing the exact same thing I'm doing now, just more. Mm-hmm. That 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 really is is all it is. Like um, I'm about as as happy now as I ever be, as I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I feel like a lot of young actors or filmmakers really don't get the opportunity to discover what they really want to do within this industry. You know, as a young actor, I was often told, like, uh, a view that was pushed on me by acting schools was, like, just be a working actor. Mm. And I, I hear a lot of actors say that all I want is to be a working actor, mm. and I'll do anything to achieve that, play any role, any part, just give mm. me a job, please. And, you know, for me, that that wasn't enough. I, I quickly kind of tired of that for for a while I went through a period in my acting career where I wasn't being satisfied at all and I almost considered quitting mm. because just to be a working cog in this industry that isn't enough for me and I feel like there's a spark there's a certain thing in every artist which is the reason they they love doing their craft and the reason they want to pursue it and for me it's just telling good stories I want to tell good stories. That's what I, I want to do with my life. And however I do that, through acting, through producing, through writing, um, uh, however I, wherever my career ends up going, as long as I'm telling good stories, I'll be happy. And for, for me, that's not just through network TV, not just sure. through auditioning, booking those gigs. It's also through creating your own work. And there's no better feeling in my experience mm, than So tasty, man. Work. So tasty, man. Yeah. That resonates with me. And I'm sure that it resonates with so many people that are listening right now. Because, I mean, sometimes we just get lost in the competition yeah. of the flow. 
But we got to remind ourselves why we stepped into this world, this world in the first place. You know, we really want to tell stories. We want to move people. We want to create movement. You know, we want to yeah. give people emotions they can chew on. You know, yeah. Uh, just keep moonwalk back a little bit and remind okay. yourself why you did it. You know, as a, as a listener. You know, and don't get lost in the competition, man, because mm. that can be merciless. Yeah. Um, but moving on, moving on, because we go back to the concept of community and family, and that's why we have the soundtrack of the Lion King here with us today. Um, now, the community of especially emerging filmmakers here in Vancouver um, is starting to really find a, a thread and a net around. Uh, and you actually helped that uh, happen through the table reading workshops. Mm. That is a very interesting event. What is happening? Let me know, man. Yeah, so uh, we want to basically take a new script, brand new script, never been before been read every month. We do them monthly. Uh, we we cast it. Um, I've got a, a group on Facebook and an email list, so any actors can email mytribeproductions.com or, or mytribeproductions at gmail.com if you're interested in being a part of uh, the workshops. And if there's a, a writer who wants to be, you can email your script to me. I will happily take a look at it. We also have a page on our website, mytribeproductions.com, mm-hmm. dedicated to the table reads. And uh, Basically, it's it's an opportunity for writers to hear their work read out loud for the first time by actors. And ultimately, we want to help you get these projects made. So a writer may find the perfect actor for their show during this uh, during the table reads. Or even if it's just a, a feature film or a short film, uh, they, they might find people who can help them either make it or act in it. Or we've had uh, composers there. People are people are very musically talented. Mm. I often find people in the Vancouver film industry are multi-talented artists whose, whose skills cover such a broad range of spectrums. Choreography, stunt work, uh, dancing, um, voiceover. There's there's so much uh, there's so much talent. In Vancouver, and uh, really, one of my great passions is bringing that talent together into a room and watching the sparks fly. Beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I mean, talent is nothing if not if not actually put to work, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it, it becomes fascinating when you start to uh, discover these events that really bring people together. Because life is the art of meeting. That's Vinicius yeah. de Moraes right there, all the way from Brazil. Yeah. But truly, life is the art of meeting. Connection is essential. Mm. Connection is essential, especially for a teamwork like filmmaking. Absolutely. Um, we're going to have to take a break. So we're going to take a break right now. Uh, this is Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. We're going to dive right back into the stories of Rowan Jang here. Catch up with you very soon.
Welcome back. Roomtone here. We talk movies here because we love it. Uh, back to our guest here, Rowan Jang, uh, working on 2D animation. Um, I want to give you a chance, man. I want to give you an opportunity right okay. now. Okay, what's this opportunity? Uh, I want you to pitch a movie or an idea or whatever crosses your mind, an event, whatever crosses your mind that is worth sharing in one minute. All that's coming to mind is Gator Greg, <laughs> but right. I will do yeah. that. Let's I will do, do that. Let's All make right. it happen. Are you All ready? Right. You let I me know. Am let ready. Me know. Ready, ready, yeah. and time is going All now. Right. Gator Greg is an alligator investigator uh, bent on busting sewer-dwelling crime organizations in the city of Mamalopolis. He is searching for his lost son, who was lost down a sewer drain at a young age. Due to his loss, Greg has a passion for finding missing children who are for the most part non-mammals and not given the attention they deserve by the society they live in. He, is, he prowls the sewers of Mamalopolis in search of his arch-nemesis, the Kidnap Cat, Kidnap Cat has been stealing children to raise for his underground army to overthrow the surface dwellers above. As the show progresses, Greg must confront the fact that his son has been kidnapped and raised to serve Kidnap Cat and his cat bandits. Combining a good old-fashioned action and adventure show with a film noir uh, detective genre, the show also uses classic hand-drawn 2D style of animation and is designed for both adult and kid audiences awesome that's one minute right one there. minute Spot all right on, there man. not bad at all okay yeah. okay woo Ugh, now a shiver there <laughs> yeah you know yeah. what's gonna happen now what's what's gonna happen now we have the Proust questionnaire. Proust questionnaire. Oh, yeah, Proust okay. questionnaire right Proust-y. there for you. Are you ready for that? So basically what's happening, uh, Proust, French novelist, uh, amazing, amazing yeah, he, he wrote that, uh, yeah. that 4,000-page book on about time or something. something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not hey, super familiar with it, but it's... He was trying to defeat time. Extend yeah. that bad boy all the way, even if you can really not. Maybe you can. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, yeah. dimensions are a tricky boundary to play within. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And there's many, there's many dimensions, yeah. apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many more than we can actually perceive and uh, travel through yeah. uh, it's, it's a whole it's, world it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Fact. but hey yeah. it's another theme no, maybe not for today we're gonna get yeah. lost in there <laughs> alright 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 so we're gonna dive deep into the first question okay. of the Proust questionnaire okay and I want to ask you, okay, okay. Are you ready? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it edgy I'm gonna make, okay. it edgy. make it edgy on what occasion do you lie Oh, oh, Rogero, <laughs> listen to me. I never lie. Believe me. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Believe me. I am not a liar. I never lie. Believe me. Oh, never. <laughs> right on. I like that answer, man. 100 points answer right there. All right. Second question. Yeah. All right. What do you most value in your friends? Uh, honesty. I value honesty most in my friends, for sure. I cannot stand <laughs> being lied to, <laughs> to go yeah. back to the first question. Yeah. Um, even if it's uh, an honest criticism or it's something you don't think I've done fairly, just please be honest. If you're honest with me, I'll love you forever. Well, honesty it truly is the, the one thing that cr- misunderstanding and miscommunication is what creates problems. Yeah. And, and lack of honesty is yeah. the first uh, you know, uh, you know, is the primary reason of, of miscommunication and yeah, misunderstanding. And hey, sure. making mistakes is human. You know, we all make mistakes. Absolutely, and that's what Absolutely. makes us human. Um, being able to own up to them is also an important, uh, important character trait. Exactly, I exactly. Always try to do that. Yeah. It's how we react to those mistakes that that actually defines who we are. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel it really yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. Third question: okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, I'd make myself look a bit better. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, if I could change one thing about myself, it would be what I see in the mirror every morning. I would say that. Yeah, no, I think um, who I am is is constantly improving and changing and evolving. Your personality, you grow throughout life, and that's uh, that's natural. That's part of the process of life. So I wouldn't use a quick fix to change anything about myself. I'd let myself develop and grow. Uh, there's a few like features physically I would change mm-hmm. up <laughs> but I can tell you man with that mustache just keep it uh, yeah, going the stash, man I'll keep the don't stash stop going. it man yeah. you got that style going with that umbrella under the rain oh, and yeah. uh, walking down the street <laughs> like that you got it man don't be Thanks. too hard on yourself don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> yeah. okay number four okay what is the quality you most like in a woman um, I am going to go with honesty again, even uh-huh. when that honesty is painful and crushes my heart. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I, I yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Right on. Those are basically uh, the last question of the Proust questionnaire. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Which living person do you most admire? 
Which living person do I most admire? There's quite a few. There's the, the guy who delivers coffee to his coworkers every day. There's the single mom who's uh, raising her kid, who works overtime to pay for her kid's school. There's all the filmmakers I meet on a daily basis. You know, I feel like we don't, our society doesn't celebrate the, the little guy as much. We venerate celebrities, which is an understandable thing, but I also try to recognize that there are heroes you meet in every day-to-day -day life, and those are the people that I choose to admire and celebrate, and those are the people I really want to work with in My Tribe Productions. That's what it's all about, the, the ones who, who haven't made it yet, and uh, those are the people I, I love and, and want to work with every day. Hmm, what does it mean for you to make it? Um, to be telling good stories, to be creating content that you're, you're proud of. I mean, also some money would be nice, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you know, that's, that money comes and money goes. And one of the things we're committed to doing at My Tribe is to always pay our artists. I like, we believe the, I don't know if I can curse on the show, but the, <laughs> the working for exposure thing mm. is complete and total nonsense. It's, mm. it's, um, we, don't, we don't actually start a project unless we have it within our budget to pay our, our performers and our, our artists. And even in these early years of My Tribe, when we're on a shoestring budget, the honorariums may not be much, but they will always be there. Sure, 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 sure. Right on, man. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. One thing. Yes. For the people out there who are probably in, in your position as well, trying to make it out there and explore and make their way through the jungle of filmmaking, yeah. um, what is your advice to those people? Um, never wait for anyone else to ever give you permission to work. Whether you work or not is not up to some network executive in a stuffy office in LA. It's up to you. If the work isn't coming to you, go and make it yourself. Pick up the script or the pen or the paintbrush or the violin or the boom pole and just start <laughs> working. Don't wait. Create. And eventually, if you do that enough and if you believe in yourself enough, you will create... Uh, a show or a, a piece of work that you can be proud of. And I want to work with you. I want to do it with you because um, we're, we're a community. We're a family. We're a tribe. That's what the Vancouver film industry can be. And that's what uh, I look forward to seeing it continue to evolve into over the years. Ooh, that's some tasty melted yeah. cheese right there for you. Mm, amazing. We all are indeed a tribe, even mm. uh, at the roots. That where, that's where storytelling starts from, you know, yeah. staying around that fire and sharing stories. That's education, you know. Yeah. Education comes from Latin. It's exducere, you know. It's to extract, mm. to pull out. It's not instruction. Instruction yeah. is, is, is basically what the school system is doing. It's yeah. giving you information to complete a task. But yeah, that's not a necessary. Or a, test or a test or whatever. Or whatever. Ah, get that out of here. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. That, get that out of yeah. here. That's not, that's not the cheese. The real cheese is... When when it comes to emotions, you know, recognizing yeah. the empathy and, 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 you know, the energy that flows in a room, that's, that's what makes us human, you know, yes. and we got to respect that 100%. Sure. Yeah. Can I ask you, what makes us human? What do you think makes us human beings? Um, we're self-aware and, um, and we're, we, we love, honestly. We, uh, one of the most important traits is, is kindness. Uh, it's the, mm -hmm. the ability to be kind to each other uh, i'm not sure any other species experiences empathy to the mm -hmm. to the extent that we do uh, the ability to to put your to step into someone else's shoes you know someone else's ideas someone else's experience and understand and appreciate and have that resonate with us which is really what acting is about and it's also what good storytelling can be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so going back to my Tribe Productions and uh, the company and the, the the community and the family that is uh, surrounding My Tribe Productions. Yeah. How can people reach you guys? Right. So you can email us at mytribeproductions at gmail.com. And uh, that's definitely our, our primary means of communication. We also... Uh, have a Facebook page for Gator Greg. So oh. look for Gator Greg on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that, that email, that's, that's where you can find us. Also visit mytribeproductions.com for information about our upcoming projects. Right on, man, right on. Yeah. Okay, we're about to wrap up with uh, Room Tone. Is there any last shout out, any last uh, piece of information you want to shoot through the microphone? Um, just want to give a shout out to Henry Corbett. Thank, the, the show was, this was your idea 
brother, I love you, and we're, we're always going to be working together. Also to my mom and dad, I wouldn't be here without you. Chris, Beth, love you. Woo, right on. Right. Okay. So this was Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. Ruggiero behind this microphone. It's my pleasure to get you here in front of this microphone as well to talk about your projects, your ideas, your love for the craft. You can uh, send us an email at listen to roomtone at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook as well as Roomtone, the radio show. Uh, totally open heart over here. Whatever crosses your mind. These microphones are free as you are right now free to make whatever you want of this day. And going back to the day and the rest of your day, I really want to wish you a beautiful day uh, without any worries, without any negativity. And uh, that's why I want to go through the final song. You guys can already guess what it is, but of the soundtrack of The Lion King, it's the uh, music by Elton John, lyrics by Tim Rice, and score composed by Hans Zimmer. Incredible mix right there for you. This is Hakuna Matata. Enjoy, everybody. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no person craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Why, when he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice. Thanks. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah after every meal. I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame. He was a shame. What a change in my name. Oh, Not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing phrase. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yes, sing it, kid. It's our problem free philosophy. Hakuna Matata.